and not without results, for I worked harder than any other of the apostles, yet it was not I, but God who was working through me by his grace. Somebody say it's the grace of God. That's what you need, the grace of God. The grace of God. And that's my subject this morning. If you have what it takes, come on, tell somebody that you have what it takes. I have what it takes. Personalize it. Say, I have what it takes. Sometimes we, we have the mindset uh, that we are not good enough. And, and that's really the spirit I want to deal with this morning is the spirit that says I'm not good enough, that I'm not worthy, that I am not qualified. But we need to look at God because he doesn't call the qualified. He doesn't call the worthy. Come on. He doesn't call folk that got it together. Y'all hear me? He doesn't call people who are perfect. Come on. You have what it takes. I don't care who you are. Uh, sometimes we think we need a certain type of degree. Or we have to have gone to a certain school. Or we have to live in a certain place or drive a certain car or know certain people. But listen, if you have a relationship with God, if you come into contact with Jesus Christ, and if you allow him to take hold of your heart, you have everything you need to accomplish and to do everything that you set your mind to do for him. <laughs> I have to qualify that because you can be doing something that's not there to glorify the Lord. And listen, sometimes, a lot of times, we're doing stuff like that, and he gives us the grace to do that, too. When we aren't serving him, uh, he's still gracious to us, and that he's allowed us time to get our, our head right and get our heart right so we can realize that our purpose and destiny is really in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody put right that down. My purpose and destiny is in Christ Jesus. And you have what it takes. You have what it takes. When you look at the Bible, uh, there are many women we could look at today, but I want to look at Paul because we look at Paul, and he was one that had a, an experience with God, but he was one who also was treacherous before he met Jesus. Uh, Paul was a persecutor of the church. He was part of the Pharisees. He was one who was very tough. He was rough, and he knew a lot. And, and then God transformed his life to the point to where he writes most of the New Testament. And he goes on as an apostle to set in order the work of God and to bring clarity to areas where there was confusion and chaos. And he says this here, uh, after the resurrection of Christ is really what he's talking about here in verse 10. He says that, verse 9, he says, I am the least of the apostles. In fact, I am not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted the church. And listen, Paul didn't do what he did in secret. Everybody knows what Paul did. Come on, Paul had a reputation. And isn't that something a lot of times we have a reputation uh, people know stuff about us or uh, there are things that we have done or said 
and we allow that to keep us from doing what God have called us to do. We allow our mistakes, we allow our issues, our areas of weakness to keep us away from the plan and the purpose of God. But God does not call those who are perfect. He doesn't call those who are necessarily always strong in an area, but he's looking for somebody that is willing and available to give him a yes. Somebody say, give God a yes. Come on, you have the grace to do whatever you have set your heart to do for the Lord. Paul says it's by the grace of God, I am what I am. Come on, you're not what you are because of where you went to school. Now, I know we like to take credit for what we've done, but listen, everything we've got, everything we are, is because of him. Come on, without him, I'm nothing. Come on, without him, I'll fail. Without him, I'm drifting like a ship without a sail. Come on, I need the Lord. You need the Lord. And we, we've got the Lord, amen, and it's automatically granted. You get grace. Come on, you don't earn grace. Come on, you don't work your way into a, a praise to get grace. Come on, uh, you don't dress yourself up to get grace. You already have it. You don't need to work to get it. You've already got it. Sometimes you wonder, are you good enough? Am I qualified? We look at our imperfections and we wonder, can God do anything with us? Are we really good enough? Somebody told you you were not good enough. Somebody told you you was too short. You was too tall. You weighed too much. Come on, you too skinny. You too dark. You too light. Come on, we look at all of the things uh, and we exclude ourselves from the work of God. Come on, but it's time for us to look at God and have look and look at ourselves like God looks at us. He doesn't look at us and say that's someone that I'm going to throw away, but he's looking on you in beauty. Come on, and he's looking on you in your area of weakness and he sees power. Somebody say there's power in weakness. Come on, sometimes we think to be strong, we've got to be the loudest person in the room. I learned this in the corporate world. Sometimes the most powerful person in the room is the person that's really not doing a lot of talking. You ever notice that? Sometimes somebody's so loud, they got something to say about everything. Sometimes that's really an expression of weakness because they're trying to cope and cover up something instead of being quiet. Come on, and sometimes uh, you get walked over and you get looked over because you aren't necessarily the most vocal. You aren't necessarily what you would call the most talented, uh, but there's power on the inside of you. Come on, you look at your life and you said, well, uh, I did this and I did that. I went there and I did that. But listen, God is looking at your weakness and he sees strength. Somebody say there's strength in your weakness. And we've got to learn how to use our weaknesses as strength. One thing I like about the word of God and I like about the work of God is that he looks at our weakness and he sees power because in the areas where we need him the most, that's where he can get the most glory and that's where he can work through us. Come on, you don't need God if you can do it yourself. 
you don't need God if you've got all of the tools and the resources and all of the wisdom and the knowledge. But when you get to a place where you say, Lord, I, I can't make it without you. Lord, I can't do this. Come on. Sometimes we look at it as women. You know, you've got the responsibility. You're a daughter. You're a, you may be a mother. You're a wife. You're a co-worker. Maybe you're a cousin. You're a granddaughter. You are a, maybe a counselor, a teacher. You look at all of this stuff and you say, am I really qualified to do all of this? And you get overwhelmed because you wonder how in the world can I be this? And how in the world can I do that? And sometimes you give up and you quit because you are looking at somebody else and you see their strength and you are comparing it and you feel inadequate. But listen, God has something he wants to do through your life. He has something he wants to do through your life, through your, your talent, through your ability, because you were made in the image of God. Come on, Paul says, by the grace of God, I am. Somebody say, it's by the grace of God. I am. I know Jesse Jackson used to say it, that I am somebody. Come on. In, but there's something in that. Sometimes the biggest area of defeat is our mindset because we are thinking too low about ourselves. Come on. But you need to know that you are who you are because you are made in the image of God. I am what I am because I belong to the I am. Somebody say I belong to the I am. Praise the name of the Lord. By the grace of God, I am. That word I am means to be, to exist, to happen, to be present. And it's by God's grace that I am who I am. Who am I? What am I? Come on. You are made in the image of God. And if you are made in the image of God, then that means you are beautiful. Somebody say that. I am beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. The only way that you are become ugly is when you act ugly. Come on. But when we allow the grace of God to come upon our life, it changes the way we look. Thank you, Jesus. It takes the ugly that we do. Amen. And he takes us and he makes something beautiful out of our life. He took Paul. He was one that was persecuting. He was one that was helping to uh, bring Christians to trial. And he was there, amen, to bring forth all types of chaos and confusion. But the Lord took the ugly that he was doing and he turned it into something beautiful. Come on. And God can do the same thing in your life. You are beautiful because you are made in the image of God. Come on. You are beautiful because you have been designed by God. And when you have been designed by God, you need to allow that grace to rest over your life. You need to allow that grace to carry you through situations and circumstances where somebody tells you you're not good enough. Come on. One thing I like about strong women, amen, it's not necessarily that they can lift the most weights, amen, but there's a beauty in grace. Somebody say there's a beauty in grace. There is a beauty in grace. God made us different. Come on. Uh, I let Dr. Ruffin get up here and tell us, amen, the men, we got testosterone, Amen. The women, they got estrogen. And so we are built differently chemically. Uh, that's the reason why in sports, they generally don't let the, the boys and the girls compete in the same uh, team because there's a, a, an advantage that young men have over young women when it comes to how fast we may be able to run or how much we may be able to carry. But listen, when we look at the word of God, he's not looking at what we are physiologically, amen, but there's strength in beauty. There's 
grace and beauty. And listen, it's not how loud we are. It's not how strong we are in our voice. Amen. But it's what we have on the inside that makes us beautiful before God. And you are who you are because of the grace of God. You have been made in the image of God and you've got power. Come on. You may not be able to pick that car up outside. Come on. You may not be able to lift 500 pounds. Amen. But God has something on the inside of you. Amen. That you are designed to carry. You are designed to bring forth and you are beautiful and you have power and you have strength. But we've got to learn how to do it God's way. We've got to look at what the word of God says. I love the word. It says in verse Psalms 149 and 4, and I'll be done real soon. It says, for the Lord taketh pleasure in his people, and he will beautify the meek with salvation. I love that scripture. Come on. It makes me think about my grandmother. She wasn't a loud person. Amen. And she didn't necessarily do a lot of talking, but she had power. Amen. And she loved that scripture. Well, when she said you would beautify the meek with salvation, sometimes, amen, it's not the person that's in the front of the line. Amen. But sometimes it's us that's in the background. Amen. That's got the most power. We just haven't put it to use. Somebody say it's time for you to bring it forward. You've got what it takes. You've been sitting in the back. You've been looking at other folk. Come on, you've been comparing yourself, but there's something on the inside of you, amen, that God wants to do. He wants to bring forth glory out of your life. God's grace is towards you, and it's with you, and it's not in vain. Somebody say his grace is not in vain. God's grace is given to us so that we can take action. God's grace is given to us so we can get up from our situation. God's grace is given to us because when we are in a place of weakness, his power can work through us. Paul says it here. He says that God poured out his special favor on me and not without results. God doesn't waste energy. God doesn't waste time. Come on, God doesn't waste oxygen. When he breathes breath into your body, he says there's something I've got for you to do that can't nobody else do. Come on, and your living, your being here is not in vain. The reason your lungs are still going is because there's a capacity on the inside of you to bring forth, amen, the power that God has placed to help release somebody else from darkness. Listen, Paul, amen, was using his power the wrong way, but he had a blind experience on the road. Come on, anybody ever been knocked down off of a horse or knocked down off of something in life, amen, and seen something and God, amen, had an, an encounter, amen, where you saw yourself and you saw him and then you realize that I'm using my strength the wrong way. I'm using my talent the wrong way. I'm using my body the wrong way, but I belong to God, amen, and I'm no longer going to allow the enemy to work havoc in my life, but I'm going to allow the grace of God to carry me in the places where people says I'm not qualified. I'm allow his grace to carry me in the place where I've done some things that would disallow me from being there but the grace of God overrules my sin. It overrules my mistake. It overrules my imperfection. It overrules my weakness and it produces a power so that Christ can work through me. Come on, the power is not there for you to get over on people but the power is there so that God can get the glory. Somebody say God 
God wants to get the glory out of your life. Come on, somebody wonder, do I have what it takes for God to use me? Do I have what it takes to be a, a prayer warrior? Do I have what it takes to be a mother? Do I have what it takes to be a daughter? Do I have what it takes to be a business owner? Do I have what it takes to be a good wife? Do I have what it takes to be a supervisor on my job or to be a good co-worker? Do I have what it takes, amen, to be a community volunteer? You have what it takes because God's power is working on the inside of you. He sees your weakness, but he doesn't see your weakness as meekness, but he sees it as strength. Somebody say, don't take my meekness for weakness. Too often times we take meekness for weakness. We look at somebody because they don't know how to do this or do that, and they must be weak. Come on. But sometimes we are overlooking somebody that's got what we need to help us get through our situation. Come on, praise the Lord, somebody. Sometimes we're looking at somebody, amen, and we're looking for strength, but we're going to the wrong place, amen. We're going to the one that's making the most noise, but sometimes it's the one that's the quietest, that's got the most power. Come on, God says, I beautify the meat with salvation. He says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. God's power flows best when his grace is allowed to cover your life. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say God's grace has a purpose. What is the purpose of the glory? The grace of God is to bring glory to God. Amen. But that purpose requires work. Amen. It retires labor. Come on. But in our labor, don't grow weary. Don't grow tired. Don't get exhausted. Sometimes we are exhausted. Sometimes we're worn out because we're trying to do it on our own because we have it our own capacity that we can take care of all of these things and we only do so much. But listen, God has something, amen, on the inside of you that's there to stretch you beyond the limits that you set for yourself. Amen. And some of you today, you don't know if I can do this. I'm trying to be the wife. I'm trying to be the mother. I'm trying to be this. I'm trying to do that. And it just feels like I'm not good enough. I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm worn. Amen. But you've got what it takes today. You've got what it takes. Amen. To raise up children in a society. Amen. That seems like it's going the opposite way that it needs to go. You have what it takes. Amen. To be an influential person on your job. You have what it takes. Amen. To contribute to the church. You have what it takes to be a good wife a good mother. You have what it takes, amen, to be an encourager and a supporter, a helper, because God's grace is with you. Somebody say, God's grace is with me. It's with you automatically. There's nothing you can do to get it. Amen, but that doesn't mean that we don't work hard. Somebody say, I'm going to work hard because God is helping me. Paul says, for I worked harder than any of these other apostles. Yet it was not I, but God was working through me by his grace. Come on, God is working through you by his grace. Come on, it's God's grace. He told Paul, and my wife said it earlier in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, each time he said, my grace is all you need. Paul had a weakness, and he wanted that weakness to be removed. But the Lord let him know that his power works best in weakness. God's power works best in weakness. You have what it takes. Come on, you can be the woman of grace. And what does that mean? It's an inner strength and beauty. Dedicated to obeying the word of God to the best of your ability. 
that word grace is the divine influence on the human heart. And it should be reflected in our life. Come on. God has given you the grace that you need to do the things that you have to do. You are good enough. God's power is working. It was working with Paul. We look at his life. He worked hard. He traveled. He suffered opposition. He wrote the word. And he did all of this, not because he was so smart, but it was the grace of God. Come on. And the reason sometimes we look at you, maybe you, you a single mother and you wondering how in the world did I do that? Come out and say it was the grace of God. Come on. You, 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 you built the house. You paid for it. Praise God. It's the grace of God. Come on. You, you had a successful career. It's the grace of God. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Uh, you, you have uh, worked in the church. You've served. It's the grace of God. Thank you, Lord. God's grace is all you need. You have what it takes today. I just wanted to encourage you, uh, men and women, God's grace is with you. It's by the grace of God that you are. And God's grace towards you is not in vain. It has a purpose. It has a purpose. It has a purpose. Amen. It's time for us to stop using our ability the wrong way and give ourselves to Jesus. You have what it takes. Thank you, Lord. I just believe, amen, that sometimes there's some seats that are still empty because we haven't moved into the place that God has positioned for us to be. You have what it takes. Thank you, Lord. I don't have many times in church. Amen. We've asked folks to do something. They say, I'm not qualified. I did this. I did that. I didn't ask you what you did. <laughs> Amen. Uh, me and my wife were at the Salvation Army the other day, and they was having a training, and they was talking about disclosing certain things. And, and the man said, what about what I did 50 years ago? Amen. And he was being comical. Uh, but she says, you know, we're an organization of second chances. And listen, amen, sometimes we look at the church and we look at folk that look like they got it all together. But what you're doing is looking at a bunch of folk that was messed up. Amen. And some of us still messed up and we're trying to get it together. Amen. But we realize that it's the grace of God. Come on, it's the grace of God that allowed me to get up here today. Come on, it's the grace of God that allowed me to get up out of my mess, get up out of the, the situation I was in. It's the grace of God. And he's not looking at somebody that's perfect. He's looking at somebody that's imperfect. Amen. So his strength can be made perfect in their weakness. You've got what it takes. You're good enough. You've been called. Come on, there's a purpose. There's a plan God has for your life. Come on, you have what it takes. You have what it takes. We're standing to our feet. You have what it takes. Come on, I want to encourage you. You are good enough. There's power on the inside of you. Thank you, Lord. Scripture says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Thank you, Jesus. He knows how to take your imperfect situation and make something beautiful out of your life. Thank you, Lord. You have what it takes. Thank you, Lord. You have what it takes. Come on. The Lord doesn't care if you're divorced, if you're widowed. Come on. He doesn't care, amen, if you have been in jail. You got a record. You still got what it takes. Thank you, Lord. I'm so glad God's not folk. Amen. Somebody told me a long time ago, they said, 
Don't you ever mess up in the church because they'll never forget. They'll forgive you, but they won't forget. But listen, I'm so glad that the church is not what saved me. Come on, it was Jesus. <laughs> Amen. And he know everything. Y'all just know bits and pieces. But he know what you don't know. He see what folk can't see, but his grace is still on my life. Come on, his grace is still on your life. Come on, and you've got what it takes. Somebody say, I've got what it takes. Come on, I am who I am because I belong to the I am. God's grace is on my life. Come on, there's power on the inside of me. Thank you, Jesus. And I have what it takes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Some of you have been in an abusive situation. Amen. And the enemy was speaking lies to you, telling you that you're not this and you're not that. But I come to break that curse off of your life by the word of God that you are more than enough, that you are beautiful, that you are created, that you belong to the I am, that there's a strength, there's a power in your weakness, and God wants to get the glory out of your life. You have what it takes in the name of Jesus. You have what it takes. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our worship team's going to minister, and I'm going to open up the altar to pray. If you're not saved, amen, and you've not confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, amen, I want you to come. I want to pray with you. If you have given your life to the Lord, but you have become distant, you've grown cold, you've allowed your past to keep you away from your promise. I want to pray with you today. There's restoration for you here in the house of the Lord. Come on. You have what it takes. Come on. God's grace brought you all the way to the remnant church this morning so you can hear this word. You've got what it takes. There's power on the inside of you. It's time for you. Come on to shake loose and to get free. Amen. So you can receive. Amen. The best of God. Come on. You have what it takes. Come on. If you need healing or deliverance, come on. I'm going to pray for you. Amen. You've got faith. You've got power. Come on, you have what it takes. Thank you, Jesus. You have what it takes. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Come on, his mercy, his grace is great toward me. Thank you, Lord. Come on, come quickly. I'm going to pray with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You have what it takes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yay. Come on. Thank you, Jesus.